Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Queen Kong with the Queen Kong. Karibu karibu sana kama mara yako ya kwanza salimia watu. <laughs> kama umezoea karibu tena sana. I am grateful to have you back here for the last and final episode of uh, Same Old Story. If you've not followed us on Twitter, it's Queen underscore Konging. IG the Queen Kong and, fa- and Facebook Queen Kong. We were on the last episode and this has been an interesting one. Um it has many lessons in it and i pray that this just blesses you in one way or another i pray that um this just attaches your life and if you can share it with someone else who you know might get some impact out of it please 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 feel free and you know uh so now a guy is in prison and um there's some levels of darkness that you don't ever think that you can ever see like you just don't see your life in that level of darkness you don't when you sit down and think about your life playing out i don't think prison is one of those things that you just see yourself you know at this point i might be in prison like it's not even something that you easily consider for yourself and this level have you searching for light so desperately because you are so aware of the fact that without any type of light your soul will ultimately die in that darkness and prison is one of those places that can kill your soul that can finish your being and who you are and talking to Simon who was telling me that um nothing would have ever nothing would have ever prepared him for prison and he met all types of people in there and among the things that he did was that he had a lot of conversation with people he's a very lovely person i'd love for you to meet him one time he's very outgoing and very sociable and so he asked questions he met people there and he asked questions he had them how did you get there and he says that they were not very encouraging stories <laughs> especially when you're below 35 years old and you've been imprisoned for life that's your sentence it's not very uplifting to hear that there's someone who's on their 20th year of serving life sentence you know and you know you think oh my god so this thing is serious like this thing goes on and um he tells me that he knew his soul he would feel his soul just dying and life being sucked out of him so he started seeking light and at this point he tells me that he went back to seeking out the basics the things that he was taught growing up and jesus comes into play he went back to reading the bible and um trying to understand where is god in this how how did i get here he enrolled for theology classes and uh, on top of that like you know he was serving actively in church there and he started the training in theology started the certificate there and he tells me that one of the things that he learned very on is that prison is not there to reform you there's no effort by the Kenyan government to reform you as a prisoner the only effort that is done to reform is by organization outside and it just had me question very many things about the our churches um what role are they playing in such places you know what are they doing to help in this reformation are they on the forefront of helping people like this you know have a life and stuff like that and he says the prison was time for him to think and I think he did because he had plenty of time to just sit by himself and think and one of the things that he tells me he did so my conversation with Simo was from when he was in prison and i remember us having a conversation about where do you think you lost your step and this led him to writing down 
his life from when he was a child all the way growing up just to retrace his steps and trying to see where did i lose my step and that was he tells me that was one of the greatest heart surgeries that he had just to see where he'd come from and the greatness that he'd come from the forgetfulness of all the things that he'd gone through and the small tiny decisions that made up this decision to doing this deal and that eventually brought him to this place of you know being at your knees and now serving a life in prison and outside guys you know at, and and wondering so you see one of the greatest darkness about prison is that you're in there and you're hoping that the people who are out here are the ones who are you know fighting for you and you do not know if they're actually doing everything that they can you know you don't know if they're putting in the time and the resources everything that they have and i remember one time going to see him in prison I only went there once and the day I went he said you know he was telling me how his family his cousins have never gone to see him like no young person has ever gone there to see him and he could count the people who had gone to see see him with one hand and he was telling me how when he was outside he used to buy people drinks like you know alikuwa ule msi anasababisha and now he couldn't see any of those people and he counted to me that only his mother his father um his uncle and his aunt and his wife and uh two friends he had had since he was in high school that are sev- those are seven people you know and uh, a few people from like I, i think he's one of his mother's friend from church like about not less than 10 people are the people that he could count had ever gone to see him in prison and it just made me aware of how lonely this must have been for him imagine just being in there and coming from a life of socialization and all these people and then all of a sudden you're in this dark place and you can't even see your family <laughs> he tells me you know his closest brother could not go and him it was because he was very traumatized by what has happened and 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 you know like everyone is entitled to their feelings but he just wished that they could and so that was a very like for me that just really opened my eyes to number one who are the friends that you keep the two people who went to see him were friends from high school like just those are solid friends but they'd not been friends throughout they just had about his predicament and just decided to reach out and just go pray with him and be with him and be present and one of them uh personally have seen him you know really be present for him and 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 then all these other friends that you've been drinking with none of them is showing up at this time where you just need some connection with the outside world you know you just need someone to come see you and for you that's enough that someone actually went to their way to come see you but these people just don't they don't and you know um outside his family were just doing all they could and they were in the appeal process trying to figure out how you know they could um, bring out bring him out and they started the appeal process the court of appeal you know you know the justice system in Kenya is long and tedious but they more being god's favorite son <laughs> which is something that I've ended up calling him and probably the name of this podcast god's favorite son um the process had actually went very fast for him and he was arrested in 2019 up um appeals were started to be filed almost immediately after you know around i think december january that 2020 
and he had already got a mention like he got his first mention in November 2020 which is so strange in the Kenyan judicial system because it usually takes a very long time before you can even get a mention and the state uh, the ball started running and he started the case started in um November 2020 and um you know <laughs> in April 2021 a judgment was passed and before that day one of the things i remember very vividly is that the date keep get keep kept on being pushed but i remember talking to Simo as the dates were being pushed and he had so much faith he knew god would do this for him he'd now become a man of faith he had become such a man of faith <laughs> And he knew God would do this for him. And the last time I remember speaking to him was, um, he, I talked to him on a weekday and he's telling me, you know, the pastor has told me that I'm going to leave this place. So I'm going to preach this Sunday because this is the last Sunday I'm spending in this place. And in the beginning of April, he got his judgment and the sentence was reduced from life in prison to five years in prison. <laughs> Or, you know, like a bail for a million, which was pocket change as compared to 20 million. And immediately the family started looking for the money and things were sold, loans were taken, and and he was out. And now even the impact is even greater of 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 the the repercussions of you know these choices that you've made in life because now people are, are in loans trying to get themselves out of a sticky situation because they want to help you on top of that you know relationships have been broken because now all of a sudden now you see people for who they truly are and you've not seen some of the people you've loved for a long time because one of the things that he's been talking to me about because he he got out at the beginning of um in April and i remember having a conversation with him recently and he's telling me that he doesn't know his wife anymore it's been long and they don't know each other it's like now they're dating for the first time and you don't know what this person thinks of you don't know if they love you the same <sighs> wow it's it, it it's 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 really different and coming home is one step but the restoration is even a bigger step and a heavier step and a harder step because you know you're having to learn all these people it's like you're meeting them for the first time on top of that you're learning to live with people you're learning to be around people you've not been doing this for quite a while and it's like you have to relearn things that were very simple and things that were flawless for you i won't lie to you um there's darkness in his eyes this deep rooted darkness in his eyes and i sat with him one day and i was asking him what is it like we talk and there's just like something just changes in your face and you go quiet and what's going on he told me that the things he's seen things he's seen are hard and they're tough for anyone and he wouldn't wish prison on his worst enemy He tells me that he don't know if he'll ever be restored to society and he's only been he was only inside for over a year. He tells me that the things he saw are extremely morbid and he his mind his mind just goes back to those things. 
and I know his family are currently looking for a solution for him and trying to see if they can get him counseling and things like that but it's not easy guys it's 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 not easy it's it's just not his son was a month when he went his son didn't know him at all at all doesn't know who his dad is he's being introduced to this guy for the first time he doesn't know how to be around his own children and you don't know how that how painful that can be for a human being and so he's he's in process he just got out and i had to share this story with you because he's a good good he's a good friend of mine and this is a beautiful story with very many lessons that we can all pick from and i want to be someone in this society that sees people like that and thinks about them i think there are so many opportunities for us to be people of impact and we just don't see them and i think this is such an opportunity to think about people who come from prison how is their lives after how do they assimilate to society how how are they able to be restored is there something we as a people can do to restore them um and you know make them but how can we bring reformations to prison so that they're not just you know he's telling me how they are great cult like prison is just like a world of its own there's a a different system there there's like a different organization there and vividly i remember he tells me that one of the things that they're told is that there are two things you need to know how to do in prison and number one is to count because you have to count your number <laughs> they count themselves like several times a day but then number two is god because your soul will be sucked in this place So how can we be people of help to these people? How how can we bring reformation to these people? How can we bring restoration and assimilation back to society to these people? And I've gone on and on and on for longer than my podcast normally are, but do not remember do not forget that this is the Queen Kong world. The Queen Kong where we bring you beautiful stories. Beautiful stories. Give me feedback. Give me what you think about this story. What do you what what touched you about this story? share with me share on our social media queen konging uh queen underscore konging on twitter queen kong on facebook and the queen kong on ig thank you for listening to the third part and coming with me through this journey till the very end i love you so much and i'll always produce for you so keep listening <laughs>